everyone, and welcome to Avowed Cafe. My name is Brian Hostler, founder of Strong Roots Consulting based in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, which is on Treaty 6 territory and the traditional homeland of the Métis. I'm joined as always by my co-host. Hi everyone, I'm Carolyn Kamen, an independent evaluation consultant working out of Vancouver, BC, coming to you from unceded Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations territory. This podcast is an informal chat on evaluation topics, the kind you might overhear at your favorite coffee shop if your favorite coffee shop were frequented by evaluators. This podcast is for everyone, expert or novice, long-time practitioner, or just starting in the field. Even if you don't identify as an evaluator, as long as you have an interest in evaluation, this podcast is for you. Oh my well, gosh. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't decide who was going to start. No, no. We're we're rusty. I think we should I think we should leave this in, Brian, and we should just tell our listeners that we have not recorded since September. It is now the very end of November when we're recording this, and I'm going to put I'm going to hedge my I'm going to say mid December by the time it goes out. Maybe Probably that's that's fair. In, in around there. Um, so yeah. we, it's been a couple months and um, yeah, we're rusty. We're having to remember <laughs> where neither of us could find our microphones. Uh, this is apparently what happens when you don't do something for a couple of months. As I said in my text to you, we just, our locations and the locations of our microphones were not coterminous. That's, that's all. <laughs> you know, it's not exactly. But we're here. We, we've missed this. We have ended up rescheduling a bunch of times we were supposed to sit down and record because one or the other no actually I think both of us every time both of us mm-hmm. were kind of tired and one of us would text kind of tentatively being like what if we didn't record today today and then the other person was like oh yes thank god please <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly yeah. Um, um, yeah but we also had some great conversations actually in person which is I think will be the topic for today's uh today's podcast see how I slid that kind of transition in there I like that uh, because that was smooth. we were Exactly. Uh, we were both in person at the American Evaluation Association conference um, a couple weeks ago in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And yeah, uh, this this episode, we'll just be talking a little bit about our impressions, just kind of what we took away from the conference, some of the, our, the highlights, some of the interesting points, and the fact that the two of us may in fact have been attending two completely different conferences because uh, we were discussing this beforehand. Um, we had a hunch that maybe our experiences um, around this conference maybe might have been somewhat different. So, yeah, I mean, it should be an interesting chat. For, so for any of our listeners who haven't been to an AEA conference, they are massive. I think mm-hmm. they get somewhere between um, – I think if when the ones that are in Washington will get like around 5,000 participants, and I think otherwise they're usually around like 3,000 or something like that. Like they are mm-hmm. huge. There's a lot of sessions. I feel like every single person who goes to one of these has their own unique conference experience basically. Yes. <laughs> um, it's, it, this has now been my – this was my third AEA conference. There was the one in Denver in 2015. 14 that you and I both went mm-hmm. to. And then I was uh, in Cleveland last year. Um, I can't remember. Were you in Cleveland last year? Uh, no, I wasn't. No, you missed that one. And then so we were both in, in uh, Minneapolis this year, which, and by the way, I made Brian bring his, he's got these like cool lapel mics that we've been wanting <laughs> to use. We were going to record an episode there. We literally stayed in the same hotel. We were at the same like mm-hmm. Best Western 10 minutes away from yeah. the, the convention center. And I think we, I mean, we, we saw each other a bunch. We kept sort of crossing paths and hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kept running into like people we both knew and introducing each other. But we just never ended up really actually finding the time to like 
do anything together. And I don't think we went to any of the same sessions. I think we ended up in the design loft together at one point. Um, but mostly we, we had our own thing. Mm -hmm. I think we were in a couple of sessions together and maybe actually disturbed actually on the first day of the conference, uh, we both attended the creative evaluation workshop, which was led uh, by Eval Cafe alum, um, uh, Annie Johnson and uh, Nora Murphy Johnson. Oh, yes, that's right. We started together. <laughs> yes, we did. So, um, and we both had episodes with them separately, and now we got a chance to see them together, which just makes me want to bring them both in together as a as a repeat uh, podcast guest. They, that was, I love that workshop. That was the perfect way. So this was like the pre-conference workshop. So the conference itself started like on Wednesday evening, and then... Um, we got there. So I, fl I think I flew in like Sunday night and then had all of Monday in this pre-conference workshop. Was that it? No, it was Tuesday. Flew in Monday night, did Tuesday. No one cares about these details, Carolyn, move on. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wednesday, the conference started this. So this was like, this was, this was, it feels like a million years ago, but I remember being so excited about that pre-conference workshop. Um, and it was such a beautiful way to start the whole conference. And I, I kind of took a lot of Wednesday off as well. I tried to give myself a little bit of a, a break on Wednesday. I think you went to mm -hmm. a second workshop on Wednesday. I went Wednesday. to a second workshop, yes. And it was a great workshop. It was one on independent consulting. Uh, uh, Gail Barrington, uh, Matthew Feldman, and Laura Keane around just kind of intermediate consulting skills. Um, in retrospect, then I had to take off some time on Thursday to work on some projects that I'd hoped to get done before I flew out to Minneapolis, but wasn't able to. Uh, yeah, like what you're saying earlier about AEA, um, this is my fourth conference going, and the first time I went was seven years ago in Minneapolis, and I did a two-day workshop, a one-day workshop, and was flying out the following evening, and I was thinking to myself originally, like, you know, maybe I should have had more time at the actual conference, but like that morning, of the first morning of the conference proper, after three days worth of workshop, I was just like, I'm done. I am just, <laughs> <laughs> cut me out here. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I'm done, so... <laughs> They're, they're pretty exhausting. Yeah. I, you know what I will say, though? I was really pleased with myself after this conference. I did not come away feeling exhausted and drained. Mm -hmm. I think I finally sort of nailed the right balance of um, blowing off sessions effectively. <laughs> like this is, for anyone who hasn't been to AEA, this is essentially how you survive AEA. Do not go to all the sessions. Yeah, you cannot um, you cannot have FOMO at, at AEA. You just have to let go. You just have to let go. I mean, there's like, what, like a dozen or like 15 different sessions at any given time. And there are no, they continue through the lunch hour too, I think. And for the most part. Yeah, for, they, there's no real lunch break. What, I saw what they did this year is they tended to put like, okay, we'll do our birds of a feathers during lunch, during right. the lunch sort of space, or we'll do all the ignites. There's still stuff to go to, but I think they tried to make it a bit more. But like, you can't, you just, you can't. I I was so tired. Yeah. And I mean, like there's, there's one evening where there's a reception and like the sessions can go right up to the session, like to that, to the uh, reception or you can go to like one night there's like a poster session. So that's over the, yeah, there, like there's, you can, you can be pretty much from like seven in the morning till like seven at night, like, or later, like in events. And that's not even counting the informal social events and, all, and whatnot. So, well, I was going to say, cause then there's all the stuff that we organize around the conference of like, oh yeah, you're seeing all your friends that you never get to see people you've met on Twitter. Like mm -hmm. there was a more, I think the last morning, didn't you and someone else like organize a 7.30 a.m. breakfast for yes. Canadian evaluators to which I, I tweeted, I love you. 
I love that you're doing this. I will not be there. Yes. And we were, we were all, and don't take this the wrong way. We were probably thankful that you weren't there if, if that's kind of <laughs> the space you're in. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, you just have to, just have to pace yourself and um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can tell that you know, listeners who are listening to this that we don't really have an outline for this episode at all. We're just we're kind no, of just free flowing. We're winging it in terms of in terms of content. So, um, I mean, big picture, how was the conference for you? I really enjoyed it. Um, it's been a couple of years. Actually, I think the last time I was at AEA was in 2015 in Chicago. That sounds about right. Um, yeah, I think it was um, it was good in terms of having. Um, uh, some of the social connections, uh, as always at these conferences, there's always going to be folks that this is the only time I really get to see them, um, yourself included to some degree. Um, um, so is that, I think um, I really enjoyed um, uh, this kind of the overall feel of the conference. I'm not sure quite how to, how to put into words. Um, I did end up going to a lot of kind of more the uh, consulting focused ones, because I think that's kind of a direction or maybe something I've been focusing on the last couple of months around what am I doing through my consulting practice, but there was enough also kind of bigger picture um, conversations, I think, around what is like kind of the role of evaluation and uh, love talks around uh, conversations around equity, um, around contributing to kind of more of a, a justice focus through evaluation. Uh, yeah. So kind of overall, I, I thought it was, um, I think I left pretty, pretty inspired, feeling pretty good. Um, uh, and then again, you know, came back home and had a pile of work and, and things to focus on. Uh, so, which is always the case, but, uh, I, I have had the chance to kind of go and revisit some of the, some of my notes and some of the materials. So, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, some conferences, maybe they're great and you kind of had a nice visit, and then you kind of go back and you're just kind of leave it in the dust. Um, this one, I think, I think will stick with me for some time, for sure. What about you? Yeah, it was a really good conference. I remember going into it. Um, I was, I was, I went actually. So I was um, rooming with a friend of mine. So she and I got to find out if we could be in each other's company for a week uh, and still <laughs> mm-hmm. be friends. And we're totally, we're we're more bonded than ever. So it worked out nicely. Um, That's great. And then we were meeting up with a third friend of ours, someone we'd actually met at the conference um, last year in Cleveland and have sort of stayed in touch with like the three of us, like we'll sort of get on like Zoom chats every every month or so just to like, just to talk. And and we're all sort of in sort of similar but different places in our careers and things like that. So it's one of like many different spaces that I've been cultivating of like just connection and, and community um, within evaluation. So we were all really excited to get to meet up again um at at the conference and and we were trying to like set out okay so what are our like our intentions and our goals like what are we trying to get out of this and i was having trouble artic i had i knew i knew what i was trying to do at the conference but i was actually having trouble putting it into words ahead of time it was only at the end that i'm like i did exactly what i meant to do and and how i was able to articulate it then is i really went there to um connect with um the people I wanted to connect with, like just to the, the, all these different people, a lot of people that I'd only met online or only knew online. And I, some of them I'd gotten a chance to meet a little bit last year in Cleveland. And I just, I was really looking forward to get the chance to just spend more time with people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this year. And, and so that was a big priority for me. And especially, you know, it didn't matter if I was skipping sessions, if I was going to, sometimes it was, I needed downtime, but sometimes it's because I wanted to go sit and have a conversation with someone else. Um, and then the other thing was to try to be part of the conversations that I really wanted to be part of. So most of the mm -hmm. sessions that I went to, I actually, I, I want you to tell me about all the consulting stuff you learned because those were the <laughs> sessions. I often had those, like I was ticking certain ones off being like, Ooh, I want to go to that. Oh, but no, there's this other one. So it ended up being like my second string. Um, <laughs> but I was like, well, Brian's going to those ones so he can fill me in on all the stuff I need to know about consulting. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I ended up going to a lot of the the uh, equity focused ones, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the ones that were sort of diving into complexity, um, and those two those two things together, like the the sort of the justice focus, and and I went to some amazing. I went to a session that was so good that after that session it was like a I think it was the third last session of the day. After right. I went to that session, I was like, and I'm done. Yeah, I was like, like I, that that was all that was all I needed. And I was trying to not, not try to like, oh, I have to cram one more thing. And I'm like, no, I just want to sit with that, the high of that session. I just want to sit with that for the next little bit. I went out and got drinks with friends. We came back. We did some of the social stuff in the evening. But I was like, it was just it was this amazing session with. um, Oh, what was the name of it? I, I just was writing about this somewhere. Um. But it was Donna Mertens and Katrina Bledsoe and Dominica McBride and uh, Gail Dana Sacco. And they're just talking about how to bring and why to bring um, a, a layer of like advocacy and activism and um, social justice work to evaluation and why it needs it. It's, it's hard for me to even... I don't think I can like recreate the message here in this podcast in this moment. This is work that I've been like sitting with for a while and really listening to the people who are talking about it. And I, I, I sort of went to AEA partly to be part of that community of people who are talking about that. And I was so pleased to see it coming out so strongly in so many of the plenaries as well. Like yeah. that this was not, it was not sort of a sub strand or, or, or sort of a, a, a niche within the conference. I feel like even though it's a big conference and a lot of different kinds of sessions and lot, you know, lots of sessions that didn't speak to me that I'm like, I'm glad that exists for someone else, but I don't need to go to that. That one's not for me. Um, that's just sort of the nature of these, but I was also, it was just, um, it was really great to see it sort of that strand through all the, the presidential and, um, the presidential strand and all the plenaries around like, Hey, what is the role of evaluation? Right. Definitely. Um, and what, and what, what is it for and why are we doing it? And, and how do we need to examine it? One of the things uh, like Donna Mertens in that session, she talked about um, looking to um, collective action and organizing and, and activism examples of like, Hey, this is something we can be in drawing inspiration from for our evaluation work. And that's such a different way of thinking and talking about evaluation than I was hearing that I was immersed in, in where I was doing evaluation work, you know, even just a few years ago. And now I feel like I'm part of this community of people who are <laughs> just having all these incredible conversations about what else evaluation can be. And so I really went to AEA to, to reconnect with that community and, and, and be in conversation with those folks. And I, I, I came away being like, I did that. <laughs> like start Great. starting with our creative evaluation workshop because that's i mean if you go back and listen to those episodes with nora and andy i feel like that those two episodes just really encapsulate what that work is about 
even though I know they're learning and it's evolving and, and things are, are shifting. I think even between Nora's episode and Andy's episode, there was like a change from it being creative evaluation to creative evaluation and engagement. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, it was so exciting to get to actually see their work in person and, and hear more about it and to see Nora's amazing red boots. Yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a feature you don't, that's a detail you don't get right. through a podcast. No, exactly. So. Yeah. You don't, you get to see people's footwear at all. So <laughs> yeah, I think um, uh, like they, just to pick up on what you're saying, not about the boots, but I mean, they, they were pretty awesome boots, but um, uh, like the, the, the theme of the pot of the, um, of the podcast, the theme of the conference uh, was past to the paths to the future of evaluation. And I think, um, I think, yeah, maybe it's something that I was looking for as well, like very similar to what you were saying. Maybe, um, maybe just seeing that I'm not the only one or that, you know, there, there's, it's something that the field itself is, is having conversations and figuring out like, what are we evolving into? What are we growing towards? What are we trying to like, what, what is the direction that we're kind of seeking out here? Um, cause yeah, there's, like you said, the creative evaluation workshop, um, one of the, um, uh, plenary sessions and it was, um, uh, I can't remember her name, Glenda, I can't remember her last name. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Glenda Oyang. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she was commenting about, uh, how our work can be kind of, um, contributing to, uh, helping our partners kind of, uh, imagine and design, um, more equitable futures. And that kind of really struck a chord with me and there was a session on the last day i think that i went to uh bev parsons who was uh, who was the past ada president i think she was the president when we were in denver five years ago um uh, they have a she has an edited uh, book coming out around visionary evaluation and because it was last day i think i have it in my notes somewhere some of the pieces but i can't recall right now exactly how they were defining visionary evaluation but i was impressed enough to order the book so i'm waiting for that um books of course are a whole another thing for for these conferences <laughs> like just have a whole separate suitcase because you're gonna need to have space for to bring back books so uh yeah but anyway back to the main point yeah i think um i think it i got out of the conference kind of a lot of um a lot of fuel for thinking about what is what is my path what is um, my direction that I'm trying to seek through my work in as an evaluator in evaluation um, to contribute uh, to contribute to something greater than myself. So um, yeah, I don't think I was kind of coming explicitly with that kind of goal in mind, but I think that's kind of what I achieved and I'm happy for it. Yeah. I also, that, that plenary with, um, so there was Glenda Oyang, I think I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Uh, there was also Halil Bitar, and uh, there was also uh, Dr. Dominica McBride was in that plenary as well. That one really, that one really caught me because I felt like it brought up all three of the things that I was feeling really strongly about, which was that complexity perspective, the justice and activism work, and also um like the future of the practice mm -hmm. like and and and, and the, that idea of where we're going there were a couple of slides um from Halil Batar who was the second speaker that got so many people took pictures of it and so many people retweeted it it really struck a chord there were two things one is is a thing that he so he was talking about trends he'd noticed um working with eval youth so this is um, sort of young, younger evaluators, they count up to 35 includes youth. So, <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. um, 
But one thing he notices that young evaluators, and I'm reading off the a picture of the slide I have in front of me, young evaluators are not shying away from putting on their activist hat along with their evaluator hat. That was something that got a lot of response. Um, and then the next one, um, young evaluators are not methodologically dogmatic. They tend to embrace mixed methods, contextually responsive approaches, and understand that rigor is not the property of technical methods, but rather of evaluative thinking. Mm-hmm. That one also got a lot of reaction. And then and then Dominica uh, from Become Center was the, the last speaker of that plenary, and she also just brought this, I mean beautiful focus on on some of the work that she's been doing and just pushing us here i've got a couple of um tweets that i've pulled up of, of people who were able to capture quotes um evaluation and data have the power to reframe the issues evaluation can address structural issues be relentless in creating the society we need to thrive um that when she used the word relentless that really stuck mm. with me of this idea of, of um the sort of the call to action um, for all of us. And, and, and I think what's interesting to me about some of this, um, the conversation that I'm hearing, first of all, again, it's like, I feel like I didn't hear any of this when I was in Denver. Yeah, not to the, I don't think to the same extent. I mean, it's five years ago and I was cursing my leg in a walking cast, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I think that one was like something about like visionary evaluation for sustainable future or something like that so i mean kind of on the surface oh, yeah i don't remember the yeah, theme. i think I, I remember that one because uh again beth parsons and then she was releasing a book this year on that topic so but yeah I, I don't recall to the same extent i mean maybe we were just in different conversations that year or whatever but yeah, i think true. this year was much more much more front and center and i think more leaning into it and even last year last year's theme was speaking truth to power and i know there was a lot of attention but in this I feel like for me, what was different between last year and this year, and again, this this could also just have a lot to do with me and what I'm more sensitive to and the spaces I'm in. But last year, I didn't feel like I was, it was harder for me to find the com- like those conversations coming up sort of in the hallways mm. at the coffee breaks kinds of things. Like it was more like, okay, this is the theme. And so people are working that into their sessions. Whereas this year, I felt like I couldn't stop finding it being talked about and being talked about all over the place. Like it just felt even more imperative and and people were almost more comfortable at least raising it or it, it just felt more widespread i don't know maybe again maybe it's also to do with this like where i'm at and, and what i was paying attention to in my own comfort um i think i have become a lot more comfortable like a, a couple of years ago i think i i would have been you know i've i've always had a social justice bent um for a really long time that's always been a part of my life that i kept really separate from my work because it didn't feel like they should go together and it's been in the last year that I've been like, oh, no, not only can they go together, they really have to go mm-hmm. together. Um, so it's been me, a process of me getting like comfortable again, having like, <laughs> I almost feel like on Twitter, sometimes I'm testing like, okay, here, here's some of my like opinions, who who actually wants to hear this? <laughs> um, and then when people respond positively, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess maybe I can share more right, of yeah. that. So. <laughs> yeah, nothing was, was that space, having that space and to... Uh... Um, I mean, I'm just looking right now at uh, Catherine, Catherine uh, Hayes or Haig, I'm not trying to pronounce her last name, uh, but she does those like visual, like um, uh, visual note taking and like kind of like the, the drawing and she did a couple of those. Yeah, I think, I think how. Oh, Catherine, Catherine how. Okay. 
Um, but when she did one for that from that plenary session, I'm just looking at it. We'll include a link to that in the show notes. Um, and uh, one of the things from there was around bringing our whole selves to our work and kind of saying that our work does not stop at reports and recommendations. Um, I can't remember which one of the, uh, the panelists said that or which one of the, uh, the plenary speakers said that. But um, I think we're kind of recognizing that um, if we if we are trying to, and I think evaluators are increasingly, we're kind of working in these really more complex, uncertain, even turbulent kind of situations. And if we're trying to make a difference in those things, we need to recognize that we can't just create a logic model and collect some data and write a report and say, you know, so long and thanks for all the fish at the end of the day. Um, if we're going to be more engaged with that and we actually, you know, to some degree, believe in the change that these organizations are trying to create because and that we're asking the hard evaluative questions and collecting data and doing analysis we want to know if they're succeeding if they're not we want to provide ways for how to improve that then at some point yeah we need to be bringing ourselves into it Mm -hmm. or recognizing that we're in it whether we see that or not i think is another um dawning realization for me um that sorry that just reminded me of that other session the name of that other session from earlier that i mentioned by the way it was um uh an intersectional and transformative future for evaluation mm. um it was chaired by yeah fiona cram and yeah donna mertens katrina bledsoe dominica mcbride and 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 the last speaker um gail dana sacco she had said something in that session about you know don um dawn never just happens like dawn is is a process like there's no moment where it's dawn it's 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 a process something about the like that just really 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 struck me that idea um because i think and this conference experience this is part of like my whole year this isn't just about aea but like it just feels like this whole year has been this like me figuring out um what the work is mm-hmm. like what the evaluation work actually is and i don't i think i haven't remotely ro- ro- arrived at an answer to that but i've been like questioning everything like every assumption every habit every sort of like oh this is this is how i do this is how i you know this is what i should be doing these are the questions i should be asking this is the way i should be approaching i've kind of been questioning and and turning all of this over in my mind because there's a part of me that feels like we we or at least i i'm trying not to overgeneralize <laughs> um that like that my understanding of what what this work is actually about and for is still not quite right mm. that there's something in my mind that's still off about it and i think part of one of the things of that is um this idea that we get to choose whether you know, we want to be invested in the, in the work or not, or whether, you know, that we have, that we have a personal stake in the work. I think we do. I think we, as by virtue of being members of a, of a community of humans on this planet, we have a stake in this work. Right. Um, and that's, kind of a paradigm shift that's happening for me. And, and I see it and it's being re- reinforced by a lot of these conversations. Um, one of the only, I think I only bought one book. <laughs> I was actually very, I, I didn't, I only brought three books and I bought another book while I was here. So that's only four books for six days at a conference. <laughs> I'm very proud of myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the book that I picked up was um, 
Michael Compatton's Blue Marble Evaluation. I haven't finished reading it yet. It is part of this stack of books that I need to read. I'm slowly making my way through all of them a few pages at a time because apparently I can't just sit down and read a book. Um, but I know one of the chapters is called Skin in the Game. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a part of me that's tempted just to jump ahead and read that one because I'm so like when I first heard Michael use that phrase of like, you know, that we have skin in the game. I'm like, ooh, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. yes. So I might just skip ahead and just start there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I surprisingly didn't pick up many books this year, just the one I ordered, um, which may or may not get to me before before the holidays. Thank you, cross-border shipping. And um, and the other one actually was a non-evaluation book, but uh, Braiding Sweetgrass. I uh, had a chance to visit a bookstore, um, or the Center for Book Arts, the Minnesota Center for Book Arts, which has bookstores and all sorts of things attached to it and demonstration spaces and saw that there and uh, haven't started reading that yet. But um, I think actually you were saying that you've read that book, I think, or you have that book. I, that is one of, it has become like a core foundational part of my practice and my life as well. It's a, it's a hugely important book to me. I actually, I haven't fully finished reading it. I'm almost done reading it. And I think the reason I haven't finished is because I'm afraid to finish. (laughs) (laughs) Like I noticed myself slowing down and slowing down and going back and rereading older chapters. So there's a part of me, I think that doesn't quite want to be fully finished, even though I know (laughs) I need to. I have actually the audio book version, which the author Robin Wall Kimmerer, um, who's a a Potawatomi uh, botanist, I have uh, the audiobook coming in from the library probably any day now. So hopefully I'll listen to that over Christmas. Um, and I'm really excited for that. And then I'll, I'll actually, I'll, I'll probably listen to the audiobook and then have the physical book with me. Cause I, I find it helps me to do that actually. <laughs> um, it is, I'll be excited to hear your thoughts on it. I actually go back to it so often um, for my own work and I was sharing it recently. I was, I was describing a, one of the chapters, a mother's work is one of my favorite chapters, um, which I'll, I'll, I won't spoil it. I'll let you read, <laughs> no spoilers. Um, but I was describing it to a colleague because I thought it re- related to a project that we were working on and she really liked it. And she was really excited. And she, she'd known that there was a, a library near her that had a copy of it. So she went and picked it up. And, and after she was like, Oh, I, I expected it to be more about the stuff you were talking about. I didn't realize it was actually about plants. <laughs> So like, to be clear, it is a book about plants. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so the what's the full title? So braiding sweetgrass. What's the full title? I have it here if I can give me one sec to leave. <laughs> um, sorry, I've got it here. So braiding sweetgrass, um, indigenous wisdom, scientific knowledge and the teachings of plants. Uh, and I realize we've drifted from our <laughs> conference topic. Um, given our usual digressions this is actually somewhere in the middle on the scale i think so i think we're still within scale. oh yeah we're, we're in fine. scale. so uh <laughs> maybe um a slightly more a slightly different uh, tangent uh one of the things from the closing plenaries that um that i took away and it was uh stafford hood who said it i think or at least he brought up the idea of like kind of our connection or impact um, on the community in terms of you have, you know, the shy of 3000 evaluators to send on a city randomly somewhere in the States and we're there for a week and then we just all pack up again and, and go away and have this, you know, but at the same time we are in a physical space. We're in a community temporarily. Um, and I think it's a legit question to ask, you know, what is our impact there? Or 
or maybe an easier one maybe for us to answer is what is the impact of that community that we're in? What impact does it have on us? Because um, AA, I, I like it in terms of usually they do, um, they they are at a central location. They're not at some random airport hotel or like convention center, which is nominally in Minneapolis, but is like miles away from anywhere. So what impact does like the space have on us and what impact do we have on the space? Those easy questions, you know. I loved when he brought that question up and I realized I had never really thought about it and it made me want to be more attentive to that in the future. I know that um, one thing I've tried to do more, you know, before I travel is to really find out, okay, what's the territory that I'm traveling to um, and like try to get a sense of, and even if it's just looking at like the Wikipedia page for the city, just try to get a bit of a sense of like, where, where am I going? Where am I about to spend some time? Um, and actually I think, now I actually missed this, I missed the, the, the opening, um, keynote night, but one of the things I did, uh, hear a lot of people talk about was, um, the, the land acknowledgement, Mm -hmm. um, the welcome that was done by, and I don't know the names, there were a couple of brothers, um, and, uh, Dakota nation. Um, but I heard so many people talk about how, um, really excellent, um, this particular opening had been in terms of like setting setting the place and mm-hmm. and and acknowledging the place and the people and the history um and that i said it seemed like it created a really good attentive way forward um for the rest of the conference mm-hmm. yeah definitely um i was trying to find their names for myself here i'm just looking through my liked tweets which maybe uh might just be <laughs> an exercise in futility trying to trying to do that but um yeah, no, I, I think it was it was really great. Um, uh, just really, I think a good way to kind of ground ourselves in that space and in terms of kind of where we're at. Um, there's a couple of uh, Prince references as well. It seems like the conference, or at least one of the conference co-organizers, is a, is a big Prince fan. So, I mean, um, given that he was from uh, Minneapolis originally, uh, I guess that's maybe the connection. Um, yeah. Um, otherwise, I mean, it was interesting. Um uh, for me, as a kind of an urban geographer nerd, even though I've never taken any course in it or anything like that, um, the whole Skyway system, there's a lot of, um, Minneapolis has a lot of um, these like Skyways between buildings that you can like basically walk between buildings without having to go outside. And um, it was kind of, it was, it was nice for the, especially the first couple of days of the conference because it was Chilly, even by Canadian standards, and even by Saskatchewan standards, I'd say um, it was mid mid teens um, uh, Celsius. I have no clue what that is Fahrenheit, but it's probably cold. Um, yeah, but um, at the same time, too, you see kind of on the on the ground level of store of places that you don't have this engagement, so you don't have storefronts in downtown or as many storefronts in downtown Minneapolis. So yeah, and then after Glenda, after Glenda Aoyang's, um uh, talk. I went for a little photo walk through the warehouse district and down to the river and over to the mill district, and yeah, I had like a little kind of kind of self curated that walk through Twitter and kind of asking some of the questions that she was asking us during her plenary around you know who's benefiting and and um, how how can we see equitable possibilities in these spaces and I mean those are kind of some of them are questions that we can bring evaluation into like if we're looking at bike lanes, if we're looking at use of space, if we're talking about access to 
to natural natural spaces and all that and how easy is it to get there on foot or by bike or by transit or any kind of non-car use so um yeah so i guess i've always been interested in that kind of connection to to space and i'm not sure if i'm seeing that much in the evaluation space so maybe that just makes me some weirdo out on the fringe or maybe it's a new direction to pursue but uh yeah I loved when you did that. When I started to see those tweets happen, I was like, oh my God, that's the coolest thing um, that you were, yeah, because you were trying to remember some of the stuff you were pointing out, but you, yeah, you were talking about this, this space and um, how it was being used and it was awesome. I was, I, that was one of those moments where I was like, I was doing a bunch of sessions mm-hmm. and you were doing sort of like blowing off sessions. I'm like, oh, we didn't coordinate <laughs> We didn't that. coordinate our blowing off of sessions. Because I had wanted to do, yeah, we, we had wanted to do some, we were calling it urban spelunking together where we went yeah. and explored the Skyway system and things like that. So I was so glad that you tweeted it and I got to enjoy it vicariously. I, I, heard, I saw stories about people getting lost in that system. I think actually uh, Sheila Robinson had a... Uh, a post on AA365, we'll include that in the notes about uh, after the conference about getting lost and having to ask someone for directions and trying to explain what a, what evaluation was. And yeah, so it's, it's a funny little post. So we'll, we'll include that in the show notes. But uh, Oh, is it the one about the elevator pitch only goes to the second Yes, floor? I think that was it. Yeah, so. Um, that one was so, it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was this really beautifully poignant. Uh, and funny too. That's, yeah. <laughs> And funny, yeah, it was like, I just love that post. Yeah, we should definitely share that. And I think Tanya Beer was joking a little bit about getting lost in the Skyway a few times. It was a fascinating, it was a fascinating question to have come up. And I'm, I hope that it's something that I would love to have here, see you ex- do those explorations uh, at future conferences as well. I really enjoyed your thinking on it. And I think this idea that we need to be more place based and place oriented and think about the spaces we're showing up in how we're showing up in them um you know i think and i noticed this with cleveland last year as well it was something that a few of us talked about and i still don't know enough about um so you know these are american cities so i always feel like i really don't i know very little about them and i i need to do more research maybe more than just reading wikipedia maybe actually talking with people who live there and finding out like what, you know, what's, what's the context, what's the, what's the history, you know? Um, but, you know, I was aware in, in some of these cities, there, it feels like Cleveland in particular, it was so, um, there were not a lot of people in the city, it felt like, or like even in the middle of the day, we were sort of wandering across streets and it felt like, wow, this, so the convention center feels like a major economic hub in this time, in this moment. And just thinking about that and the sort of the implications of that. Um, You know, I grew up in a city that was very much a university city where, you know, during certain parts of the year, that's, you know, we'd be infused with students from all over the place. And then other times of the year, it'd be very sort of empty and things like that. And, And I just always think about, and this isn't, I don't know if it's like a positive or negative, just thinking about like where we go and how we show up and that these, these are spaces that are people's homes and where they live and where they work. And where we, when we show up, we are, we are part of that system. We become part of that, you know, even if it's for a few days or a week at a time. And, and there's a responsibility in that, it feels like. And I don't know if I know as a person, if I've learned as a person, how to really do that well. I think that's one of my journeys I'm on is like how to be a good guest and a good visitor. Um, and to kind of teach myself that because I don't know if culturally that's something that's been instilled in me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't think that's, uh, I think we're kind of assume we've got, uh, you know, kind of a free pass to, to visit to different places. And uh, um, as you know, i am been taking the uh, new arsenal as well, the uh, SFU course on um, evaluation for transformative, for social change and transformational learning. I, if I can like finally like spit out that course name without having to like stumble over myself, that's probably when I deserve the certificate because <laughs> seriously, that's when the <laughs> learning strains in itself. But anyway, um, the in-person session back in September, um, Elder Roberta Price was joining us and I think one of her comments is that she always tries to find a way to, or that it's the importance of kind of asking permission um, for, for entering a new territory and yeah, just trying to figure out what, what does that mean in our modern reality when, you know, for me to go to Vancouver or to Winnipeg or to anywhere in Canada, for sure, it's, it's just asking permission is just getting myself, my, my body to there. And even going to somewhere like Minneapolis, it's just making sure my passport's up to date um, basically. And that's all I need to do to get permission to even enter another country, at least for, for me, given my, my circumstances and whatnot. So what does that mean to, to try to have that connection or try to acknowledge that? Um, I do know that some of the TIGs um, at AA do kind of uh, sessions where they connect with local organizations and do like a, a site visit or they kind of have that connection. I know the community psychology TIG does that. And I think there might be, I think there was an environmental issues TIG or something that also did kind of a site visit. Um, I didn't do that this year. Um, uh, I'm not sure why I chose not to. It just uh, didn't work out, I think, in terms of timing. Um, or just I wasn't called to do that this year. But um, it's always interesting just to get a chance to kind of learn about, um, you know, kind of a bit more of um, what's happening in the local community beyond the conference itself and kind of get away from the downtown conference kind of space. Uh, at the same time, kind of wonder, you know, what benefit are we providing to that host organization or the host community just to have, you know, in this case, a couple dozen evaluators kind of descend for half a day or a couple hours at most and then leave again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like a, a very open-ended question. The question that, that Stafford Hood asked was, you know, what what is our foot, footprint on the cities that we convene in? And um, I hope that that's something, I hope that's a question we keep asking ourselves. I'm going to try to remember to ask it of myself and, and, and also try to raise it. And, and for any of the conferences that I participate in or that I um, help organize. And, uh, and actually, it makes me think of, um, so I did have one kind of big critique of AEA this year and it was actually something I went to bed one night it was the day that I went to a lot of sessions it was it was the same day that you went and did your your urban touring urban exploration that was the day that I actually had a lot of sessions I tried to go to and it it kind of ended up that almost every session I was in I was going from like the basement of the convention center back to like the second floor of the hotel we were we were split between these two locations and it was it was a good chunk of time to like walk through the skyway of the convention center or, or outside. Um, and at one point I was like rushing from one session to try to get to the next. Cause you have about like, what was it? 10, 15 minutes between sessions, which isn't a lot of time if you're also trying to like get some food or go to the washroom or, you know, and at one point, like I was literally rushing past people in the hallway, people I wanted to talk to. Like I said, like my whole goal around this conference was to be like connecting with people um, but then I also wanted to be like in these sessions, connecting with people in these sessions, like so rushing past people. I hadn't had really time to eat anything yet that day. 
um, you know, depending on, it's not always easy to find food, um, depending on the sort of the, the nature of the city you're in and where you're, where you're staying or, and there might be like, if there's a one, one little coffee shop and there's got a million people in the line, you know, it's, um, so I was hungry. I was, I was not connecting with people. I was, you know, my feet were killing me. And I was just, I started tweeting about how like, wow, this, the way we do conferences is really hard on, on our bodies and on our relationships. And then that same day, I was also seeing a lot of other people tweet things. There was someone had tweeted about um, that there were no pumping stations for for people who were breastfeeding. It turns out that there were pumping stations at the um, hotel, but they were just not well marked. So someone pointed out, oh, actually, here's where they are, but they're not marked at all. Um, there was someone who'd been talking about um, the sort of lack of, of visual accessibility of the conference, something that he had raised in the past with people that, you know, there are no large print flyers or things like that. And some of the accessibility issues, just even like the need, like the, the, the physical requirements to be moving around all these spaces. And I, I just, I kind of got a little pissed off. <laughs> I had this like very long tweet rant about how, how much of a problem this is. And I still think about it. Um, and, and I actually, so I tweeted that really late at night and then I went to bed and then I kind of woke up at one point. And I was like, what the hell did I just do? <laughs> Tweet <laughs> you know, vulnerability. I've, I've been over. involved. I've been involved in organizing conferences. I know, I know it's really hard. You're trying to plan things out in advance. You might be locked into certain agreements. You're trying to figure out how many people are coming. You're, it's, it's, you hotels and convention centers want you to do things in a certain way but like they'll offer you know you it's cheaper to do it this way kind of thing or they have packages or things that they want you to buy into that you can like and you're trying to do like a conference for a lot of people like so i know that there are a lot of logistical hurdles and i have every you know bit of of um you know, empathy for people who are, who are making, and I know everyone is doing their best. I a hundred percent know everyone is doing their best. And it was frustrating. Oh, that was the other thing. It was like, I was in a lot of sessions where we were trying to meet differently. We were trying to like sit in circles yes, yes. or we were trying to do like all these rooms where it was supposed to be like round table sessions, but all the rooms, none of them had, none of them had tables. You know, they were just like locked in rows of chairs with not even enough space to move things around. And I was like, so, and, and I was like, so all these people who are talking, we're talking about doing evaluation differently. We're talking about doing this work more relationally. We're talking about doing this work with more attention to justice and equity and putting that at the center of our work. And then we have a conference format, which doesn't actually speak to that. We're rushing. We don't have time. The sessions are too short. The, the rooms are designed for lecture only interactions. And and so I, you know, I, I, I tweeted about it and I was really, really worried. And actually the response was really positive. There were a lot of people who agreed. There were people who were involved in organizing the conference who, like I saw some folks like the, the, the accessibility issues. I saw some people talking about that. Hopefully that's something that actually will be addressed in the future. Um, and, and, I, and I don't know, I mean, it's, it's hard to make some of these shifts. And I realized at one point I was basically what I was actually criticizing was capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember that now. <laughs> um, like I know that that some of these things are tied into bigger forces, but it's also like if we're talking about doing evaluation differently, let's talk. Let's let's do things differently. Let's find out what can we do differently. Maybe with these conferences, maybe we have fewer sessions. Maybe we build in breaks. Maybe we build in space 
where instead of having to like give up on sessions that you really wanted to be in in order to to connect with people that they're actually spaces where it's like hey this is a free space for you to go and do whatever you need to do whether it's recharge yourself your your introvert batteries whether it's um you know sit down and connect with people and like take some time and do some writing or some talking about the that you know that thing you just went to that's giving you all these ideas like actually build in the space for the reflection and thinking rather than just be like bam 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 and and we have made some of these changes we've created spaces we've created quiet spaces mm-hmm. for you know the, the introverted among <laughs> us uh there was a space this year this was new this year a space for um uh bipocs so black indigenous people of color evaluators a space specifically for people to go um to be able to connect with each other um outside of the spaces where they have to deal with like a lot of whiteness um so we are we are making shifts and i think that's great and 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 we can we can keep pushing that i think we can keep exploring and i don't know maybe it doesn't end up being at aea like i said there, i know there are a lot of things but like thinking about it, what are our alternatives just what other things might we do how what are other ways we might gather and convene i know there are people who didn't come to aea because they're really thinking about their carbon footprint um and air travel so i'm i was i was glad to see because i really meant it it was it came from a place of love it a hundred percent came from a place of love not you know uh this sucks or anything like that it was just like this is i just want to say like this that was hard on my body and i'm pretty young uh i mean i'm pretty young and i also have some i have some some you know physical disabilities and 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 things that i struggle with in my life and and it just i think about like whose bodies get run down faster whose bodies get run down more who who has you know more to put up with and i just i think we really need to think about the humanity in how we gather together and and our and our relationships and our and our relationships with place and land and that's what I, that's where i went <laughs> on to this tangent of thinking about like, how can we build in relating to to the communities we're showing up to what are other ways we can also build in those kinds of connections and showing up in those spaces in a good way and 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 i think we're really poised to be asking and and even answering some of those questions mm-hmm, definitely and i think it must have been the design loft that you and i were both at that uh, i think this is the day after maybe you had this uh this late night uh uh, Twitter rant because I remember the whole comment about uh, that eventually you came up with like your basic crit- criticizing capitalism <laughs> is what you're kind of doing at the base of this but right. I mean we did yeah. a neat activity there around space mapping and you know besides the the coffee river which I think is an awesome idea but maybe not quite <laughs> coming in um, just yet but I mean I think there's some good questions about like what are we what are we wanting in these kind of spaces and I mean we talked about this a little bit with uh, Michael Harner last year I think it would have been after Cleveland, I think. Um, or yeah, I think it was after Cleveland. And about like, you know, what are what are conferences for and what are we getting out of it? But I think it's, uh, yeah, you know, maybe it's not what we want to get out of it, but if we're going to have, and because it's evaluation and, and you know, Michael Quinn Patton is talking about principles, I'm going to see how many past guests I can name drop in one idea here. Um, <laughs> but, you know, what are some principles for, for like, for a good evaluation meeting space or opportunity to connect if we are trying to work towards yeah a more just a more visionary whatever kind of more equitable whatever language we're using here um you know how do we set up a conference that tends to relationships that tends to to what people can commit to in terms of um 
physical, uh, you know, limitations or social limitations or what have you? How do we yeah, make sure that we're not just coming in and temporarily taking over? We can even call it, you know, say we're temporarily colonizing this this chunk of space in downtown Minneapolis and then leaving again afterwards and, you know, leaving some material resources in terms of, you know, the gobs of cash that we all spent there and all that. And otherwise, what do we, what do we contribute to? So, yeah, I think that's something that I would love to have a conversation with. Um, can we do, I don't know, Cam, Cam, Cameron, Norman, if you're listening to this, you want to facilitate a, a session on designing a, the evaluation conference in the future, or we'll just do it ourselves or, I don't know what. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we are like, I feel like we are collectively as, as a, as a, a body of practice having these conversations and, and sort of, we are like, I think even that just the theme of, of pathways to the future of evaluation. Did I get that right? I'm going to double check that. Something like that. Yeah. Paths to the future of evaluation. I was pretty, You're pretty, pretty close. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that that's, that's exactly what we're all talking about. We're and we're and and we're defining what we think that future might be. And I and I think we're not all on the same page. And I think that's okay. I think that that we need to have multiple versions of the future, um, and 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 sort of be working working in different spaces, working in different ways, all at the same time because we don't quite know what's going to happen. Um, and I do. I, I just hope that I keep seeing that same spirit of of um, you know, commitment to, to good, um, and commitment to people, um, showing up in sort of all of the ways that we, that we gather and do our work. Um, I'm wondering, I think we're getting close to the end of our episode. Where, did you have any like big, like takeaways or maybe a big aha moment, um, from the conference? Um, well, I'm sure it's a big one, but, um, there's just a relief since we're talking earlier about, uh, the independent consulting sessions I went to that you were curious about. There was one really great one and it was by, um, I can't remember the names right now, but they were from a, a small evaluation consulting firm called Elevate Consulting based in Nashville, Tennessee. And they were talking about how do they kind of balance the, uh, the trying to work um, and promote equity and contribute to some of these bigger, like, you know, social change or, or, or social justice kind of work while at the same time, uh, keeping the lights on and keeping, you know, themselves and their employees paid and, and all that, you know, stuff of having to function as a, as a business. So um, they had some really um, some, some good, good ideas around um, um, how do they engage with like, do like advocacy with funders, which I thought was really neat or um, they're, it's still a work in progress, uh, which they were happy to admit to and, and solicit ideas and feedback from the audience. Um, but also like they actually have like a rubric for like, how do they, um, and they do this transparently with their clients, just try to figure out for each project, you know, what is kind of the rate that we're charging on different projects based on the size of the organization, how complex the project is. And then they kind of figure out like, okay, we want the bulk of our work to be kind of in this like mid tier, which will keep the lights on and have a little bit of a surplus. And then some of our projects are just going to break even, if not that, but it's kind of serving an equity purpose it's with smaller organizations or maybe those that are led um, or led by and serving people of color, for example. And then maybe there's like the bigger projects where they can um, are kind of subsidizing some of the smaller projects. And um, I just saw there's some like really interesting ideas coming out of that and gave me some really good food for thought in terms of how do I approach my work? Because that's something 
where I know there's sometimes, you know, larger projects or sometimes smaller projects, which maybe are like equally valuable or maybe even more valuable in terms of like, you know, if you get some great data and have some great demonstrations as to how your work is making a real difference, that will hopefully create this, um, they talk about like the data dollar kind of uh, connection. You have great data, you can get more dollars, you have more dollars, you can get more good data. Um, but if you don't have the dollars, you don't have the data and you have trouble getting doll- dollars in the future. So, so yeah, that's, um, you know, something that, that I've been trying to figure out too. How do you um, work in this space while still actually being not on, you know, starvation wages yourself. Right. So, um, so that was a really interesting uh, session and um, um, yeah, something that I'm going to be giving some thought to and kind of delving into that a little bit further as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely also am working in that space. So I will be looking forward to f- finding out what you learn. And maybe that's a maybe that's an uh, episode topic for us at some point in the future of like, how, how do we yeah do the work we want to do? while sur- surviving under capitalism. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. What about you? Is there any, any big takeaways or? I think the moment that really has been that, that like I've been thinking back on the most, it was the, actually the last moment of the conference. Um, so we had that closing um, plenary that was moderated by Tom Archibald and there was like a whole, a whole panel of folks. Um, but there, one of the speakers on that panel was uh Stafford Hood, and you already referenced, he was the one who brought up the question in that in that uh, closing um, about the impact we had. But he also had a it was a it was awesome. He also um, shared. He had this statement. Um, he was talking about. Oh, here I've got I've got it written down. Um, the most important evaluation I see happens twice a day. In the morning and at the night and at night when you look at yourself in the mirror and you ask what have i done for the cause today and he said some days i don't do as well as i think i could but i try Mm -hmm. and that really really stuck with me yeah that definitely stuck with me too that was a really powerful really powerful statement for sure and uh, a good question and a good point just to say that at the end of the day you know that's you know all of our models and all of our data, that's kind of uh, uh, something, yeah, we just need to not to, to beat ourselves up or anything, but at the same time kind of use that as a, as a guide, as something that uh, asks ourselves, you know, what, what am I doing and, and how am I contributing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if I was, I, the, I hope I wasn't the only person who went home and, and wrote, what have I done for the cause today on a, on a post-it and put it up on my bathroom mirror? <laughs> I haven't yet, but um, um, but it's definitely been been back in mind for sure. Yeah, really good. A good. It was a good reflective place, reflective and generative. Like it was a reflective question, but it was a question that also made me want to get out there and work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was a really a great. Um, it was a great closing to a conference that felt like an opening. Mm-hmm. Um, for leaving the conference, and I'm really looking forward to, um, connecting with. Uh, a lot of the same folks and some other folks um, in Portland, Oregon, which is next year's AEA, which I don't know how I'm going to pay for it, but I've already committed myself <laughs> to being there. It's too close not to. I That's can take true. a bus there. Um, as well as I think I've already committed, also committed myself to going to uh, Korea, which is, by the way, not Korea, Korea, <laughs> C-R-E-A. 
the culturally responsive evaluation and assessment conference, which will be happening um, in Chicago in September of this year. Um, and we'll have a lot of the same folks. And actually, that's um, Stafford Hood will also be there. He's one of the, the founders of CREA. Great. So I hope to see some of our listeners there. Also, by the way, shout out. Thank you to the uh, listeners who came out uh, and just like said hi and, and told us that you listen and that you like the show. Um, and it it's amazing to know that this <laughs> thing that Brian and I do where we are effectively talking to ourselves <laughs> each other each i mean other. each other each other sometimes yes. guests you know <laughs> and sometimes guests but it, i mean you know we, we get to see the, the listener numbers tick in but it's pretty amazing to run into people um who are listeners and also special extra special shout out to karen uh you know who you are i ran into you in the street like right before recording this and i told you i had to run because i was going to a meeting um, which is like my shorthand way. Cause I, I don't know why I didn't just say, I'm going to go record the podcast. Cause I know you listen to this, but uh, mm. hi, <laughs> that's where I was going. <laughs> Sorry that I didn't stop and chat. Nice. <laughs> uh, one more thing about the conference. Uh, thank you, Carolyn for and you and, and your, your sister for uh, making and the, I think it was the weekend before making the Val Cafe buttons, because that was just an awesome, it's our first piece of swag, I would say. Um, and it was just awesome to be able to hand them out. I do concede that you won the race for how many buttons could be handed out to our like past uh, past guests and uh, and interested listeners. And I, I mean, we didn't do an audit of, of your count in terms of like where you're just handing it out to like random people on the street or anything like that. But I concede that uh, you won a little informal competition for uh, distributing of buttons. Uh, yeah, I, I think I definitely did. I did win at that. And by one, I mean, I think you hand, I think you, I think you handed out one or two to our I, former guests. And I think I got all the others. I think I got at least to like, a, like at least one hand worth, I think, like what, four or five or so. But yes, you were, you were definitely uh, more proactive, but it was great seeing a yeah. lot of uh, past guests. Um, I mean, you could probably, I probably, I would try to name them all, but I probably forget half of them. Um Nikki Bowman. Yeah, I've learned it's Dana. dangerous because you yes. always forget. You always forget somebody. That's the downside. But yeah, um, yeah. Um, it was, we love you all. We love you all. If you're a former guest listening to this and you don't have a button yet, we will try to we will try to get a pin to you. Yes, <laughs> it was it was for people that we could see it at AEA. Yes, exactly. So yeah. <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, the AEA 2019 in the books. Um, lots to like you said um, about. Uh, Stafford Hood's comment about like, I think the conference itself is not a, it's not a closing. It's not a, a thing that's a standalone. I think it's like an opening to, to say like, yeah, we're, we're, what is our path? Where are we going from this? So I think it, in my books, I think succeeded in prompting those questions and that engagement and uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see where it all goes, but wherever it does, we'll probably be talking about it in this podcast. That's it for this episode of Eval Cafe. Thank you to all our listeners. Please check out the rest of our episodes on Pinecast, iTunes, or Google Play, or by going through our website, evalcafe.wordpress.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at evalcafe. And if you want to drop us a line, you can find us at evalcafe.podcast at gmail.com. Musical credits go to Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com for poppers and prosecco or intro theme, and dispersion relation or outro as well as to Tim at tabletopaudio.com for the lively cafe ambiance in our intro. I'm just taking a brief pause at the moment. Oh, I found my notes. Sorry, I was looking something up. (laughs)
and then I will jump back in. Uh, just a sec, let me find the thing I'm specifically looking for. No problem, I'll take a sip of tea while I'm waiting. <laughs> We're editing this part out. We're editing this part out. You know, I had this idea that if we did end up recording, we could be like skipping down the streets of Minneapolis or the Skyway, <laughs> singing our theme song. Do, 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 do. Sorry, I'm just trying to read. <laughs> Sorry, I'll quit distracting you.